What is it? Lions? It's like a uh, lion face. Ha! Lemon face. Mm, lion face. Ha! It's an acting warm up. Oh. <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah. Uh, the only acting warm up. So I, I played in the orchestra pit of a community uh, theater production of um, Anything Goes. It's a good movie. Is that a movie? Well, it's a play. It's a play. Yeah, it may may have become a movie at one point or several points over the years. I'm not going to say anything. Sorry, I'm wrong. Different. Different. That is a different thing. I was thinking you and the orchestra pit just holding up a (laughs) boombox. That would have made the orchestra pit a lot easier if we didn't have to. You're darn too. If I didn't have to play saxophone for three hours. Thank you. I was going to say you have to let me know what instrument you're playing, otherwise I'm going to wonder. Saxophone and clarinet. Oh, you're dueling? Well, in musicals, most of the time for the reed instruments, the book is like your your chair, your position is just called like reed one, reed two, or reed three. And as that position, you have to play saxophone, clarinet, and sometimes flute. Whoa. Uh, so most professional musicians, like you'll see in a musical pit, have a few different instruments by them that they're switching between depending on the song. They just have a quiver filled with yeah, just <laughs> clarinets and flutes, <laughs> flipping yeah, them around. It's like Robin Hood, but but with reeds, reeding hood. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's not a bad idea too. Like you have reeds in your hand, just spread out, and you just blow on them, and then they fly into people. That this could be a superhero, reedsman. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, everyone does. Reading rainbow. Very nice. I like that, actually. Yeah, because his reeds are all painted a different color. So when his reeds, it's like the scene in Hero when the arrows are falling towards Jet Li. But it's all just colorful reeds. Yeah, and it's still so just as dangerous. It's a beautiful Even last thing to see before you die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have this moment of like, ha. Huh. <laughs> I taste Skittles. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as, as we would warm up in the orchestra pit, when the actors would do their warm up, going back to what started this, they would uh, do the go bananas. They like go bananas, B A N A N A S, go bananas. And they'd start real quiet and it would build and build until they're all just like, go bananas, like yelling it out as loud as they can. Yeah, indeed, going bananas. They're just, because they're saying it in the song. Yeah. And then they actually do it. Yeah, it's, you see what I'm it's saying? a self-fulfilling like prophecy. Exactly. Exactly. Did they know that they were doing that? Like, did they know that they were actually following the song? Do you think it hit them profoundly? I think it did, Sean. Uh, That's a, that a fun chapter in my life, doing doing community theater in How the orchestra old? pit. Was this uh, high school? Was I, I was this in college? high school, yeah. I was in high yeah. school, like senior year, uh, junior and senior year. Yeah. And uh, I loved it, man. I don't doubt that. It was a good time. The theater people can be fun people. Yeah. Theater Peter. Theater Peter. Theater people can be a blast. Did you ever do any community theater yourself or or were you involved in the high school play? I worked for the repertory theater. Okay. The repertory. In some sort of crew position? I was an usher. Okay. And usually only Webster students are allowed to be ushers there. But I had a friend whose mom was uh, one of the high ups. And nice. he's like, Do you want a job? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, It's the easiest job. You stand there and you let people in. And then for two hours, you can go downstairs, surf the internet, 
or you can watch the play for free. I was like, so I get paid to watch plays. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll do this job. Did, were there any, what was your favorite play that you got to see come through the rep? A Christmas story. I know it's lame, but no, I thought it's the play not lame. Was, Don't. I thought the play was really fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know what? I'm, you're, you're hitting on something that's been tugging at my heartstrings lately. Hit me, Sean. I'm tired of critiques. I'm tired of criticism. Yeah. I, I yeah. look at. So I've got. I've got hope. We talked about this in the last episode. I have not yet seen the Bill and Ted movie. I just watched it last night. Is it good? It's so good. See, it's so good. It shouldn't be that good. It's been too long, dude. Oh. See, oh, I, I I'm excited now. Yeah. People will criticize it. People will cut Absolutely. it down. Absolutely. And I started to think the other day, like, movie critics, like, their only job is to critique movies. Yeah. And so many movies come out, and they get a bad review, and it's like, oh, the acting was bad, the lighting was bad, this movie sucked. And it immediately undercuts all of the the true work that went into something, and yeah. all of the people who, I mean... Yeah, maybe an acting performance wasn't great, but it was probably lit really well. And, like, there was some stuff that happened that, you know, it took a lot of work. And for people to write stuff off so quickly, I feel like we only damage ourselves as a society. And so... I agree. I'm into this. I'm into this thing right now. It's like, if you don't... If you don't have anything nice to say... Like, looking at the stuff we've created and the stuff that, like, you've created, there's there's movies that I'm sure you've had a part in that aren't great. Yeah. But you learned from them. You had fun. You made something where someone else didn't make something. Yeah. That's awesome. And for anyone to spend time just taking away from that in any way just seems seems like a bad use of our human energy to yeah. say, like, to just raise your hand to be like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. I agree. Like, okay. It's, Thank you for your contribution to our society. In this situation where we always have to justify what we did as if like, well, you weren't there. Like before we show someone something, it's always like, Hey, listen, when we made this, we only had seven hours to shoot it. And oh, yeah. it's six pages. And yeah, I hate I, having to preface with that. I have to do that with my client videos sometimes of like, Oh, we only had one day to shoot it. And we, there were only two of us and we, yeah. had, we had no power. And so everything yeah. had to be, yeah. And it's like, you know what? No. We made yeah. something that wasn't there before, and that is cause for celebration. Anytime I have a video like that, I like to look back five years ago. Like if I'm feeling down about it, I look back to my work from five years ago and say, Jesus. Like, <laughs> this okay, is amazing. This isn't bad. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's funny to see how far you've come. Well, I was watching stuff from, uh, what was it? I guess it was from when I was 21, so nine years ago, and it is just a whole different ball. Like, I don't even think I was lighting nine years ago. We had photo lights that I bought for, like, maybe $70 that I thought were the bee's knees. But light was everywhere. It was not actually being modified. It was it wasn't just like, hey, throw this thoughtfully. No, it was just really ugly. And it was like, holy hell, in nine years, it has completely changed. I can't even get back into the headset that we were doing back then. I, I've been looking at my own YouTube videos. Uh, I've been on YouTube now for 16 years. 14, oh, yeah, baby. 14. Oh, yeah. And, and looking back on that, the videos that I posted in 2006, 2007... Yeah, those are different videos, and I I gotta say though the uh, 
uh, Chimera, nothing remains boat chasing yeah. from some of your early work. I laughed pretty hard the majority of that video. I got to tell you that. I know we're talking like quality, but you guys had some decent acting. Uh, the dude who was playing the police chief. Was, That's my little brother. He was cracking me up. Yeah. He was, I mean, of course, everyone was funny, but like. He shaved his head he, in that balding <laughs> pattern just for the video. <laughs> it was genius. It was very he well done. It. He really did kill it. That video is funny. Yeah, and I mean, I mean that, it still holds uh, holds water. It's a the, uh, it's a dramatic action thriller, so it is offensive that you find it funny. <laughs> I, I would have preferred you be like I was no. on the edge of my seat the whole time. I, the boat chase, I was. You knew what you were making. There was uh, comical media or comical moments in that, right? Yeah. It oh, was oh no, it was an absolute the blast. The police squad, uh, not really references, maybe maybe it's, It was in that vein, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. It's, it's hysterical. It's like the, the Coast Guard version. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's Water Patrol because it's not on the coast. Yeah. It's a good video. It's funny yeah. stuff. But to, to, to wrap this all, I think there's just something really cool about making anything, regardless of how good it is. Like the fact that you're doing something is really neat. Um, hey, like, that, like our shirts say, you know, when you're down on yourself, just remember... You're doing it, Peter. You're doing it, Peter. You're doing it, okay? And sure, it might be spelled wrong, but you're still you're still doing it. <laughs> and speaking of not criticizing effort for something and forcing well, ourselves to reframe things no, with I'm the lens a lens of gratitude. I'm about to be a hypocrite. <laughs> we, we have just finished reading the original Secret of the Old Mill, written in oh, 1927. Yeah. The third installment <laughs> of the Hardy Boys books, and we and en we endured the thrilling conclusion tonight. And yes, we did. I'll start just by saying, I loved it. I was genuinely turning the pages. I I, I enjoyed this book. I, I enjoyed how this book ended. I'm I'm not left wanting. That was a decent, yeah. a decent denouement for for me. Yeah. Um. I had moments where I chuckled, and that's all I wanted. Uh, I was very happy at certain moments. There were moments that made me angry, which makes me happy because I like getting frustrated at these books. I felt like Leslie, our Franklin, was uh, very rushed on this book. He was like, I'm not going to write it in seven days. I'm going to write it in three and a half. <laughs> and uh, that is what we got. And yeah. I felt that it was very lazy. But at the same time, there are some fantastic moments. And the ending, the last page, never been happier. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's so silly that I'm just like, fair enough. I'll I feel like it. this is the bad boys. <laughs> the, this is the bad boys two of 1920s literature. 1920s oh, yeah. young adult the fiction. The Bayport boys. But it's that high octane thrills with a couple little laugh moments oh little yeah lighthearted some humanization yeah. of the yeah. protagonists some skittles mike lowry getting some skittles yeah i don't know if that's from the first or second one it's actually. from the first one yeah best line in the movie and some skittles <laughs> what a delivery martin lawrence you dog i'm trying to think of if my line from bad boys 2 that i always say is uh inappropriate it is yeah okay 
I'm sure it is. What's it do? Or what's the? Uh, just give it's, me a hint. Uh, well, it's too. It's it's when he uh, shoots his Roberto, his uh, Johnny Tapia shoots a guy, and his mom yeah. comes to the patio. <laughs> yeah. What happened? He killed himself, Mama. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> make sure, yeah. make sure you put together a nice funeral. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> See that's great. Like that is an evil, Dude, evil that, villain. That, yeah, with just that moment <laughs> of of submission to his mother. Yeah, it's a and, great character moment. And that's really what we is. have, I think, with Markle. I think and, Markle and is the Johnny Tapia. I I would agree of with East that. Coast counterfeiters. Yeah, there and, is, and the boys are very much the uh, the Michael Lowry and uh, my Lowry. <laughs> What's Martin Larson's character's name? He oh, dude, I should I just did a triple feature. I know Keith is screaming at me right now. Oh lord! Yeah, I don't know. It's in here. It's there's, in here. There's I no way. It. There's no it's, way to find it's out. Only because Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. I want to say Chafee, but Marcus Chafee, I went to college with, and it's not him. Yeah, that man needs some baby powder. <laughs> Get some talcum powder between them legs, son. <laughs> oh, school must have been tough. Must have been rough on the chafee. He know. must he, have been red. He was pretty cool. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You have to cool cool it down. <laughs> well, let's get into this thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we start we with... At? Uh, when we last left them, it was in chapter oh, wow. 22, Through yes. the Roof. <laughs> and That's this brings us to <laughs> chapter chapter 23, The Alarm. The alarm. And I, I guess there's kind of an alarm. Yeah, I, I was reading this. That's what alarms this. were in the uh, it's late a primitive. 20s or yeah. early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading this with, with that chapter title, thinking about the rewrite where there's this electronic eye laser system battery right. powered yeah. perimeter. Yeah, it's which, like this Congo perimeter with the lasers. power to the entire mill, and the mill stops turning if yeah. you cross this this laser eye. Kind of cool, actually. When I go back and think about it. And I was expecting something like a string or like a more primitive version. Yeah, but, I, but as we come to learn. <laughs> It's a bucket on the stairs that <laughs> Frank trips on and, and kicks over an empty metal it's pail. One of my favorite sequences, like this chapter alone, I, I laughed very hard at a few different parts. It, it's, uh, it is a tearjerker. Just a tearjerker. Yeah. Roller coaster of emotions. Ways. Yeah. So the first half of the chapter is them just, they find a, it, there's a crack in the floorboards. Yeah. And they look through it, and they can see everything. They, they can see the counterfeiting machine, the, the, the printing press just pumping out bills. Yeah. And in addition to that, Markle, Uncle Doc, and a third guy who they never bother naming, just his companion. Yeah, it made me so angry. If you're Don't gonna, have him. Just yeah. don't have him. He wasn't needed. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Uh they they threw Paul Blum at us in like the last chapter of the rewrite. I know. I and could... they couldn't have named this guy a little sooner. Yeah. 
But so uh, they got Markle, and he is just feeding this machine with peculiar greenish paper. Yeah, the green like, bags. At this point, when they said that, I was like, at this point, we're we're aware that it's the counterfeit place. You've already told us there's counterfeit machines there. Why can't you say with the green paper? I don't know. It wasn't peculiar to me. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, I'm for, just complaining. To for complain. as much as they follow a hunch and they've decided things so far ahead of time, yeah, for them to get there and then describe this as like, wait, there's a greenish paper. I wonder what this is. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But so they overhear these three just dinguses lay out the entire plan yeah. as villains do. Yeah. Pure exposition. Just explaining how the, the mastermind is this dude named Burris, who's in New York. Yeah. Uh, and they're all going to meet up at his address. And he's like, wait, I forgot the address. And they're like, well, don't worry. We'll tell you. Here's his address. Which is my favorite part. Because what's what's it say? Is that in this chapter? Yeah. So they're talking about uh, we'll meet Burris at his apartment. You remember the address, don't you? Uncle Doc gave an address in the 40s. And Frank instantly registered it in his memory and i imagine frank he hears the number and he pauses and then his eyes roll back into his skull <laughs> and then he just kind of starts convulsing yeah, and then a little bit of milk comes out of his and falls milk. over got it lady calculate and that's the alarm as frank just ding. <laughs> the it's number sh- registers it's a shame we don't do chapter artwork anymore because this uh <laughs> frank registering an address maybe which maybe makes me think that special in the, artwork in the classroom anytime they're like and <laughs> the molecular weight of carbon is 12 foot and frank's just and and Frank, don't forget, Aunt Gertrude's coming over at 7 p.m. tonight. <laughs> Just constantly, actively absorbing information. Oh, Frank. I, I love when Frank's an idiot. I love <laughs> which, when Frank's the idiot. Which is most which, of the time. <laughs> which is, yeah, a lot of the time. Oh, there was also, there's this moment where, of course... Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the the Paul Blum mention. So they're going through their exposition dump, and it's that fool Paul Blum mighty near gave the game away. He can't say anything. He doesn't know where the stuff is coming from. I think he has an idea we're round the mill, but he isn't sure. He won't give us away. Which that's the only and last mention of Paul Blum. Yeah. And I, I, I then, was surprised during the final chapter when they're tying up all the loose ends that they never, yeah, tied up. Never mentioned, Polly. yeah. Who's Nothing. been tied up before in this book? Hey-o. Yes, yeah, hey And then uh, I, I feel like we should give a Viking funeral here to the breakfast food because here's our send off for the breakfast food. Ah, so just the same, said Markle. I'll be relieved when the whole thing is over and we can get out of here. This patent breakfast food story is all right for a while. But uh, country people are too curious. The farmers are talking because we won't do any milling for them. Goodbye, breakfast food. You are retired. You will be missed. You will be missed, yes. 
So we until will... book four, the Hardy Boys patent breakfast food. <laughs> I have an idea, guys. With all this money we make, we should open up a brunch spot. Yeah. <laughs> we can turn the old gymnasium into a little cafe. Yeah, it's called Hardly Lunch. Ooh. Something like that. There's something there. There's a hearty pun. Hardly boiled Har- eggs. Hardy. Oh, that also works. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll okay. take it. We got something. We'll come up with something better down the line. Wait. Hardly boys old eggs. Okay. We there can do is. the whole there thing in is. there. There it is. Yeah. Just fully do it. I'll just be right back. Sw- I need to take a victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> So they, they overhear this whole That's thing, and they're like... supposed to be your feet pattering against the good. wood floor, so people think you're actually running. I figured we could start working in some uh, auditorium. We should get, like, one of those radio, like, mix boards or whatever. Yeah, with all the sound pads. With the sound pads, yeah, the sound boards. I don't know how I can think of the word. Yeah, we should get a sound board. Yeah, I think uh, there's a program called Loopback that can make that happen in a, in a way. Ooh, we should try that out. Go next yeah. level. Let's it's going to really complicate level. my my already cumbersome setup here, but probably worth it. Bazing! I mean, we still, well, I was about to play the uh, countdown uh, in this thing, countdown but video. <laughs> the audio wouldn't go into our actual podcast recording. So oh, yeah, you wouldn't get the feed. Alas. Yes. Um, but they, so they hear all this stuff and they're like, well, let's get out of here. We can't climb out through the roof. That just won't work. We'll have to go out the front door, which seems like something they should have thought about as detectives prior to dropping in through a flimsy roof. What's our escape plan? Yeah, that's. I feel like, but the main part of any entrance plan as a detective should be the escape route. I'll give them this though: the boys were smart enough to both wear light sneakers. That made little noise because they had their squeaky shoes they left at home. Well, they both had clown shoes on. (laughs) (laughs) I thought what an odd thing. Like scuba flippers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Big old flippers just flipping and flopping all over the floor. Joe, why did you wear the snorkel too? (laughs) (laughs) Because, right? It's just acting as one of those old school like megaphones. <laughs> Frank, did you know that the snorkel can help me breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Registering information. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide they're going to go out through the front door. So they they leave this room and they're going down the stairs. <laughs> and Frank kicks a bucket. Let's see. Uh, he had kicked over a pail that had been left lying on the steps. Should have worn the pail kicking shoes, Frank. <laughs> Should have snuck past that. Let's yeah. see. The, the thought had hardly crossed his mind. The thought of uh, once they gained the door, they would be comparatively safe. Uh, the thought had hardly crossed his mind when his foot struck suddenly against some solid object. There was a slight noise. The object moved. Then it went clattering down the stairs with an uproar that seemed to awaken the echoes from one end of the mill to the other. Nice writing. Yeah, this guy knows how to paint a picture. This guy knows a lot about buckets. He had kicked over a pail that had been left lying on the steps. 
Wow. Mm. That is the alarm, Sean. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 indeed. I don't think it was an intentional alarm. Uh, oh, you don't think they left the bucket at the top of the stairs as the alarm with a little trip wire? No, I don't. Because it's like the landmine of buckets. Markle comes out saying, like, I, I'm certain I heard a noise. I'm going to go find out what caused it. And then he's like, it was a pail. It fell down the stairs. He never said, oh, like, it yeah. was the alarm the, pail. It was the alarm pail. Yeah, you're right. You're I feel right. like he would have said, like, hey, I think I heard the pail. I think I heard the alarm. <laughs> was that the pail? Beyond the pail. Beyond the pail. Nice. Well done. Well done. Well done. Ah, uh, thank you. Ah, uh, thank you. But and- with the noise, the Hardys are like, well, now they're coming. They can hear the, the door to the counterfeiting room open. Was that the pail? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a metal baby gate. Uh, the baby's asleep. It wasn't the baby that knocked uh, okay, that yeah, down. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> something made some noise. How yeah. well-timed. Thank you. Yeah, it was very well-timed. Uh, but the boys decide they won't actually be able to make it to the front door and escape. So instead, they'll hide in the mill after having made this ruckus that has absolutely garnered the attention. Yeah, they're not going to run for it. They're like, quick, let's stay here. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us right to chapter 24. Trapped. Trapped. And uh, soundtrack was provided by Trapped. But uh, isn't it T-R-A-P-T? Probably. Is that it? They have that one song. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's Headstrong. Back off, take you on. Headstrong will take on anyone. I know the That's Trapped? I think so. Is that who that is? Trapped? Who, who is Head P.E.? Do you remember Head P.E.? Uh, Coach Ford. Well, that was just in sixth to eighth grade. And then I think in high school it was Knox. But I'm not going to call him Coach Knox because he doesn't deserve that. He was a dingus. But that was my Head P.E. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an obscure <laughs> band that no one will get... <laughs> no one's like arguing against you like no he means head pe the band the band yeah i've never sean i've never heard of head pe they have a musical style that sounds very similar They're, to that song you just sang you're right and it's it's h-e-d yes h-e-d-p-e also known as head planet earth and stylized as head but the e is upside down yeah huh Okay. Head P.E. Labels, Jive, and Suburban Noise with a Z. Oh, wow. Yeah. they Very interesting. This is not what I thought. A 90s band, too? Okay. Yeah. They were in the 90s heavy metal scene with a, with a bit of a rap feel to okay, the, uh, I like to the that. vocals. I enjoyed that. That was like System of a Down. and Yeah. They played... And, when I saw them live, they played... Uh, I think Ozfest with System of a Down and Oh my God! Oz, I haven't heard Ozfest '99, baby. So long! Oh my God! Did Woo! you ever go? Did you ever go to Ozfest? No, I was never huge, and I went to Cornerstone with Keith Mees, and I went to. I think it was a Point Fest. I don't know. I went to one of them because Slayer was playing. I was like, well, I gotta see Slayer. Slayer played Ozfest. I saw Slayer at Ozfest in '99. So, 
Maybe I did go to an OzFest. I don't really remember. I wasn't a big fan of music festivals. It was just too many stupid people I didn't want to be around. What year were you born? 1990, son. Okay, so you probably didn't go to OzFest 99 and see Slayer as a nine-year-old. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I guess they had come back around. They, they, they had definitely come. Like Green Day, they, they came back around. Yeah, and when they do. They, they dookie. Nice. Nice. We are wrapped up I, tight he, right now. I know. We're good with music. I don't know much about Green Day, except it was my graduation song. Uh, the, there's, uh, there's a, what's that song they sing? Uh, t- time of Your Life? Time of Your Life, yeah. It was either that Another or the... turning point, a stuck in the river. Time grabs you by the something and something I don't know lyrics, Sean. My guitar, either... my guitar is so temptingly close to me. Oh, oh! But alas, it. if you can use a Jedi Force to bring it to you, you're allowed to play. Osseo guitar. Nothing. Yeah, I don't speak French, so I don't really know what you're going for there. Do you really not catch that reference? I would assume you would catch that reference. I did not. Oh, it's Harry Potter. Ah, that's that's they're summoning Osseo. I just know when Guardian Levi- when Guardian Leviosa is that it. Yeah, I don't even know to, that. That's to lift something. Okay, I like Potter. I do, but I never read the books. I read the first one. No, I actually I think I started off on Azkaban because back when you were a kid, didn't matter. You just started wherever you wanted. I read all seven of them for the first time like five years ago. That's how I was with those Percy Jackson books. I read them all when I was twenty. <laughs> I've read none of them. They're very good. Uh, the movies. Are don't they, watch the is movies. Is that the Thomas the Tank Engine thing? Is that the Thomas the Tank Engine yeah, thing? Yeah, Percy was one of the engines on Thomas the oh, Tank Engine. Thomas and Friends. Yes, Percy was a... And that's what that is. Okay. But no, that is not what Percy Jackson is. Percy oh. Jackson is like a, a knockoff of Harry Potter. Interesting. But they deal with uh, Titans. And unrelated... To Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. Yes, unfortunately. Unless they do a spin-off series, which I will pitch. Because that sounds awesome. Are you kidding me? That sounds awesome. A dystopian we should make an action Time version Station. of Thomas the Tank. Can you imagine an R version of Thomas the Tank? Would they he's be trains or not? Stogie? Yeah, he's going to be a train. See, I, yeah! think you, I think you could do like the gritty reboot of you know taking something that's like an animated thing and like making them people where like... Thomas the Tank is just like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, okay. plays Thomas okay. the Tank, okay. and he's just okay. like yeah. a, a detective. He's the only good guy on the force with a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> he's always to ra- smoking. That's yeah. That's uh, yeah. Like yeah. a like a, a smokestack chimney just yeah, pouring out cigar smoke. He's got this gun too that after he shoots, it has this whistle to it, like it's his own modded gun. And it's so powerful that the sound still like reverberates afterwards, and it sounds yeah, I love like it. a. <laughs> <laughs> or before he enters a room, he does have a train whistle because he likes to let the enemies know he's coming. So like you know they yeah, used that to do little bugles wooden, like, or something. Yeah, instead of drums or something like a. So you know the enemy's coming. You just hear. Or like the David Caruso, or, or uh, 
Yeah, David Caruso yeah. from CSI Miami. Yeah, just instead of the uh, going to the Who song, he says his like <laughs> one liner of like, "I guess I'll see you on down the tracks." <laughs> this yeah, this we has got legs. Something. This has we legs got something. For me. It's got wheels, Sean. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it's got wheels. Ticket, 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 ticket. And that's can, we get hot can reach out to do to the Cole. score. I can reach out to Cole Hedware and see if they'll sponsor it. That's I don't know who that is, but definitely do that. Well, if they if they give us a vehicle that he can drive around, sort of like a Batmobile, we can call yeah. it the Cole car. Nice. Nice. This thing writes itself. Dude, this is genius. This is genius. This is huge. This is huge. <laughs> this is big. Re- hey, <laughs> listeners, remember where you were when you first when- heard the idea of the gritty reboot of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> oh, this could be huge. I would also, instead of The Rock, I would take uh, Idris Elba. Oh, that would be a good choice. He would make a really good Thomas. Yeah. Get that accent in there. Yeah. And I think uh, Percy could be played by uh, Terry Crews. I would like that. I would also like to see uh, Fred Williamson as one of the old time trains. I don't remember Thomas that much. It's been a long time. Fred Williamson? He is. Did you ever see From Dust Till Dawn? No. Oh. The dude's awesome. The dude is awesome. Well, I mean, I think there's something allegedly came out that he was very creepy on set recently. So maybe he's Frederick not awesome. Robert Williamson, also known as the Hammer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There he is. You know him. This is a this is a good guy. This, this, is, a, this he, is a good casting choice for sure. He was awesome, and he is definitely. I think he's in his eighties now. He's he's up there. It's either late seventies or eighties, but uh, he was. He just is eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah. Born in Gary, yeah. Indiana. Ooh, Gary. He's still doing movies. He was just in one called VFW, where he was the action star. He was still killing it. Or Bill Duke. Bill Duke could also. Kicks him. Uh, we've but. got we've got some work to do. Yeah, we've got a cast. There, we've got there a cast. Is Hard, a, there parts is a cast. Hard parts over. <laughs> I feel like Schwarzenegger needs to show up at some point too. Uh oh shoot, what was the conductor's name? Was it just oh, Mr. Conductor, was that it? George Carlin played him in the original. These names are perfect for an action movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mr. Conductor? The guy who comes up with the plan? Harvey Keitel. Oh, has to be Mr. Conductor. Nice. Yeah. Wolf yeah. himself. Wolf Mr. himself. Wolf. Yeah. Mr. White himself as the conductor. And he can, they call him the conductor because he conducts violence. Dude, and the trailer writes itself. You, you play the, the shot of him, you know, saying something and turning somewhat toward camera. Yeah. Freeze frame. The conductor wipes onto the screen, <laughs> splashes onto the screen. Yeah, Guy Ritchie style. Yeah, uh, but with uh, with like thick grease or oil, like the trains. Ooh, I like that. This is good. I like that a lot. Is, yeah, I yeah. think the stylization from the Sherlock Holmes movies yes. is perfect for this. I agree with that. We just got to Guy Ritchie it up. I think what's going to Do you have happen... Guy's phone number? Well, yeah. Of course I'm going to text phone him. Number. Yeah, yeah. I'll get him on. That's we good. can Skype him. Yeah. We'll Skype him. Maybe. Hey, tell you what. Let's take a break. 
We'll call Guy and see if we can come back after the ad uh, with Guy Ritchie on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. With that, the boys took a break. Guy, are you there? Uh, Guy? Yes, hello, Sean. It's me. It's Guy Ritchie. <laughs> I make movies. <laughs> Did you Is see that... the gentleman? <laughs> I, I it's been cancelled. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard Guy Ritchie speak, so I have no reference as to what his voice sounds like. It you sounds like this. You could have picked anything. Like, <laughs> hey, it's Guy Ritchie, man. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, it's, like it's weird. It's me, a Guy Ritchie. It's, it's, it's Guy Ritchie. Who's asking? <laughs> A babbity beep for that. It's a guy you reach. <laughs> a babbity boopy. A babbity boopoo. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, he did not get back to us. We both texted the numbers that we have for him and heard nothing. Um, yeah. Thought, thought we should move on with the episode and maybe we'll get him uh, on the live show. I said that. I texted him and said, if you want to do the live show uh, yeah. next, next Monday and do like, um, he does uh, painting. Like model painting, like painting figurines mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And so he might do a little couple minute painting performance of him painting some yeah. like Russian dolls or something. Yeah. It, it's they're very nice paintings too. He does a lot of D and D figurines. Yeah. That, his dragon uh, work in particular is Oh, his dragon work is incredible. Breathtaking. I think he does them all to scale. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire. I know. I know. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Woo! 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 I do a lot of dragon paintings to scale. And they're on fire. Very oh, nice. sir. I wish I knew more about dragons, because fire and scales, I think, is, uh, is where it stops from my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you may have huh. just taken the trophy for best joke on the podcast. <laughs> that is my absolute favorite so far. Yes. Yes. That's really, you know, really good. I've just been trying to work my way into uh, at least turning that next better host pool into a 50-50. Well, let's, uh, let's put another poll out there and maybe we can. Keith, if you get this before the, if you listen to this before the live show, throw the poll up again. We'll redo yes. the voting and review the yes. results during the live show. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I like that idea. You know, furthermore, this is a, this is a lot for Keith. So I'm going to say the Good other boy. segment that we'll do. No, just oh, to, okay. to anyone, we'll do an AMA and ask me anything Ooh, at the like live that. show. Yeah. And if you head over to our Reddit page, Ooh. you can you can leave your questions there. You'll, you'll see a post on the Reddit page where you can ask your questions uh, of the hosts to be I answered like live. I like that. So it's just going to be us writing a bunch of fake questions, right? No, we we get we get action. Oh, we get here, traction. Matt. Action yeah. traction. We've got two people who are active now. Yeah, on we got the Frank Hardy, which I we, never followed up on that Fenton thing. Like Hardy. I said, I was. It's oh Fent- yeah, it's Fenton. Fenton Hardy one. Yeah, and someone the named commish. not Felix Snapman. <laughs> oh, we've got good fans. So. Someone says, gents, I was held captive for two weeks, but now have escaped. I must remain undercover, but need you to decipher a code I picked up when in captivity. Um, And then not Felix Statman says, that was a message from the real Fenton Hardy. Don't worry about him. He's completely fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I and like then, that a lot. And then the the decipherable code. Yeah, I can do it right now in ten seconds. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a mix up letters, uh, like okay. a, a, a scramble, okay. and I don't think you're going to like it. Let me let me throw this up on on throw this up on the screen here. I'll solve it. I'll solve it in like like I said, ten seconds. Du, 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 du. What Sorry, do it's taking me. Have? Yeah, here we go. Here it comes. If you're if you're not watching the video of this, whether or not it's available, um, I see Jake and Amir. This, this could take a moment for you. All right, so the Harding Sons podcast lounge. Great poster. Here is the bagel shoe. Yeah. Um, here's here's the code here. N a u s h s i a t e r e b t s o t h v i d a d K-C-S-U-S, what could it mean? Sean is a terrible host. David rules. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. That's what it is. That's what it is. Sean is a terrible host. David rules. Yeah. They might have mistyped. There's a typo, it looks like. but. (laughs) Yeah. That's cold. Thank you, Fenton. Yeah. We got we got your decipherable code that and consider it rude. deciphered. That is very rude. So in look case in, the people who couldn't see it, it said the exact opposite. But it was scrambled, so we may never know. So we may never. Good thing I don't know how to break codes. It okay, I'm not anything. a wind talker. I've never been a wind talker. I don't know how to break them codes. I'm not Adam Beach over here. He plays. The main guy that's not Nick Cage in Wind Talkers. This is also Christian Slater's best movie. He gets decapitated. Spoiler. It's a John Woo film. It's a John I would Woo say, film. I would say that Cuffs is Christian Slater's best film. <laughs> uh, thank you. Cuffs is great. That was my last Christian. So I was on a whole Christian Slater binge in high school. And every Tuesday I'd go to Best Buy with my brother to pick up a new Christian Slater DVD. And Cuffs is what ended it. It was the last one that they had available at Best Buy. It was Mobsters, then Cuffs. And those were the two best ways to go out. Two great flicks. Mobsters was really good, surprisingly. Jimmy Hollywood I could never find on DVD, though. I had to get that at a Slackers on VHS. It's got Joe Pesci, too. It's a good one. I have not. uh, I'm I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, it's a strange one. It is definitely a strange one. Uh, I'm looking for something in particular, which is a fantastic visual gag. Uh, however, oh, I like visual gags. However, I can't seem to find it, and it's not worth looking. So it's looking. a blindfold? Or Ooh. perhaps uh, some sort of cloth? Maybe a bandana that you put down lower? What now, kind it, of visual gag are we talking about? It, it, was a, it was a meme that had some frames where the top line was like, Muslims before, Muslims now, Muslims later. And it was like yeah. the same picture of, of people in traditional Muslim garb. And then it was like... Jews before, Jews now, Jews later, and then Christians before, Christians now, and then only the next one had a picture of Christian Slater. Oh, yeah. It was, it was such a yeah. it's, it's low-hanging fruit, but yeah. yeah, made me chuckle, and then sparked a discussion <laughs> about cuffs with my brothers. <laughs> it's a good movie. 
It's I gotta rewatch movie. it. I wonder if it holds up. Oh, cuffs. Oh, cuffs. Well, that brings us to trapped. Trapped. Oh yeah, we already. Do we already do the? Uh... Yeah, we already. Yeah, we we, t- we talked. So they're trapped in the house. Uh, they go into this room and hide behind the door as Markle's coming around with a flashlight, looking for him. Yeah, and he's got. Uh, they could hear his heavy boots, which yeah. I thought was he's funny tap because shoes. yeah, it's, it's enough with the boots, Franklin. He doesn't so, have the soft this, bread shoes. No, he's not. Uh, he's not wearing loafers. So this this whole part I loved. I thought this is friggin' hysterical. So, Markle had reached the foot of the stairs by now. Frank and Joe heard him give a grunt of surprise as he picked up the pail. This was what did it, he called back to someone on the landing. It fell down the stairs. Well, what of it? Uncle Doc called down to him to where I thought, like, Doc was like, it's probably a cat because Doc has just been so ridiculous recently. And then... Someone must have knocked it over. Couldn't have been anyone, sniffed Uncle Doc. There's nobody around. It's, it's just your nerves. To which I thought, okay, Uncle Doc is either undercover or he's an android. <laughs> like, he is programmed to say that everything is fine. When there's things clearly going wrong. There's two boys here hiding. I can see them behind the door. Nah, your eyes are just playing tricks on you, Marco. Yeah. Get back to work. <laughs> They're legitimately in front of me. No, your bifocals are acting up again. <laughs> your spectacles. They're, your spectacles. What are those? Uh, what are the little things you hold up? Oh, I touched the mic. Sorry. What are the little things you hold up like this and you click it and it's got different pictures? Oh, like a stereoscope? A stereoscope, yeah. That's, that's what uh, Doc did that to his glasses. He just cut out photos and put them on. <laughs> so he's always one hearty, seeing boys. One hearty boy in each one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, given they're always out of focus. <laughs> uh, mm. So Markle comes in, the boys are hiding behind the door, and suddenly there was a mutter of disgust from Markle and a rustle as something flitted out of a corner. Uh-oh. Meow! <laughs> Only the cat, grunted Markle. Of course. I couldn't believe it when that happened. And then I had what I think was my biggest moment of tension in the next sentence. Uh, The animal purred ingratiatingly, but Markle aimed a vicious kick at the cat. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to. He's going to punch it. He's going to punch it. They've punched the kid. They've punched Lester. They've cuffed his ear. They've beaten him. (laughs) Now they're going to abuse this cat. But luckily... It missed its mark, however, and Markle turned and trudged out of the room, which is such a sad image of a guy trying to kick a cat and missing and then just turning around and being like, ah, okay. I imagine the cat wasn't moving either. He just straight up whipped. (laughs) I would have liked to have seen him just go up in the air and fall on his back. You know why, though? It's because this time his glasses had a picture of a cat on the right side. (laughs) There was nothing there. You know what this was? It was catastrophe. I was gonna say for the boys, it was the perfect crime. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. We got Uh, two. We got two in there. 
Got him hook, feline, and sinker. <laughs> oh, that one was perfect. We already used perfect. Yeah, I know, but I can bring it back, can I not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that joke's got nine lives. <laughs> hey! All right, yeah, that's good. Man. I'm not even going to attempt. I think anything else I throw out is just going to be a hairball. So For the season finale episode, I have to say, we are a-killing it. Yeah, I know we are. This is a good one. I'm the boys feeling... are back. The boys I'm... are back. <laughs> Find anything? Called Uncle Doc from the top of the stairs. It was only the cat, answered Markle sullenly. The brute must have been prowling around on the stairs and knocked the pail over. Well, come back and get to work. I hope you're satisfied now. I knew it must have been something like that. I knew it must have been something like that because I was not <laughs> mentally prepared to accept any other <laughs> possibilities. I like that this character is now Peter Falk or a poor <laughs> impersonation of him. I'm Columbo. It sounds nothing like him, but it's it's my impersonation. Uncanny of him. that was. Did you see Corky Romano? <laughs> <laughs> What's my last movie? It starred Chris Kattan. <laughs> Chris Kattan. Peter Berg was in it before he became a famous director. Doing Mark Wahlberg movies. <laughs> this is uh, this is beautiful. Oh, thank you. I hope there's uh, room for him in the Thomas the Tank Engine. They're definitely if he is uh, if he is resurrected, then Peter Falk will be in the Thomas the Tank movie. I mean, Unless we, we just put him up on wires. I was gonna say we can go all Irishman style and just do it digitally. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because why not? Gone are the days of not being able to use someone just because they're not alive. Yeah, and I'll do the voice. Didn't they do that for the Street Fighter? The Street Fighter movie, I feel like... Was the, the first one to do that? Because Ron Paul... Raul Paul... What was his name? The guy who played M. Bison? Yeah, M. Yeah. Yeah. He passed away during filming, and they like yeah. put his face on digitally. He was so like frail that they had to give him shoulder pads and things like that. And that was this week's dose of Street Fighter the Movie Trivia. <laughs> Nicely done. Because uh, he's about to go up Willow's Rivers to find Bison and kick his butt so hard that the next Bison wannabe is going to feel it. Yeah. I just was that cross-bred it. Yeah, I was trying to be. That was, that was pretty hard. good. I had it, to it change It sounded the more like Christopher Walken. But. <laughs> <laughs> They're similar. They're similar. Uh, so the boys are like, Hey, let's get out of here. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to give that cat about a quart of cream for breakfast. <laughs> I love that line. So they decide to leave. They decide to, uh, uh, tiptoe quietly out of the room and make their way to the front door of the mill. It was as Frank had predicted bolted on the inside, but he drew the bolt and the door swung open. Frank placed his fingers on his lip as a sign for silence. To this, Joe nodded understandingly. Yes, lips. (laughs) 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 Frank, what about your lips? Is there something you want me to notice about your lips, Frank? (laughs) He keeps... Reaching in his deep pockets and pulling out Vaseline and unscrewing his <laughs> crusty lips. That's like, ear, 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 ear. he's like, no, 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 
no, no. I have some karmics. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah, just rub it on your lips. Hold They're still, chapped. Frank. Chapped. <laughs> <laughs> and he covers his ears too. Like, don't don't make a noise. Oh, oh, oh. Your ears? Okay. <laughs> just Vaseline all over his ears. <laughs> this hand. What's happening? <laughs> And he comes out like Frank comes out of the door. He looks like he's melting because he's just covered in Vaseline. Ah! Frank, are you remembering something? Ah! Mark is like, hey, I think I hear the sound of somebody slathering Vaseline all over somebody else's face. Ah, you're crazy, Markle. It's probably just the wind. I don't know if that's the win. (laughs) It's probably just a cat, Markle. Relax. (laughs) And then it cuts to the cat. The cat is actually doing the same noise. Just (laughs) covered in Vaseline. You guys so like, gotta stop covering just, everything in Vaseline. It looks like an Italian cat because it's all slick back. <laughs> uh, it's got its hands fluttering too. Bubba booey, bubba booey. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the quiz notes sub. <laughs> What a car- <laughs> what a cartoonish <laughs> cherry on top of that Italian Sunday of a Quiznos. The Italian Sunday is what that that image would be called. <laughs> a cat with slicked back hair eating a Quiznos sandwich. <laughs> More fodder, more fodder for the episode art. (laughs) The the Italian cat Uh, with a Quiznos sub. Solid. Uh, Yeah, we are on a roll today, Sean. So they go home. They make it out. They make it to their bikes. They speed home. They tell Fenton Hardy we found the counterfeiters, and he's like, "Let's go." Yeah, they got to go now because they're leaving for New York in the in the morning. Yeah. So they, uh, Fenton Hardy makes a phone call and they get two other police officers and, or three police officers three police. and two members of the Secret Service. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, then they spend some time for some reason giving directions to the police officers on how to get there, which seems yeah, like which such is, a weird hiccup yeah. to throw in. He asks if he remembers how to get there. He's like, no, not really. And then he explains, he's like, oh, wait, I do now. Yeah, because he just told you. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Good thing Frank had registered the directions already. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll have a posse out there in half an hour, he says to his sons. So the, uh, the police come and pick him up. They head out there. Frank tells them, stop here, and we'll walk the rest of the way. Fenton Hardy does his secret signals of, like, you two, go around the back. Cut through yeah. the woods. Up on my go. Ready, break. The problem is the only the other guys only knew the Navy SEAL signals. So. I only know the Air Force. <laughs> There's something in the back of the roof, in the back of the closet. Take. I'm gonna check it out. Take the fire extinguisher and pop it's, them on the back of the head. After do. I forget where they want to go to get the hamburgers. 
Saving Silverman, folks. Dennis Dugan's finest work. Well, I've never I mean, heard the, the name Dennis Dugan before in the film. Well, look him up. He's directed your favorite films, no doubt about it. National Security, fantastic film. <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, fantastic film. He did the Grown Ups movies, which I don't care what anyone says. They're still pretty funny. Brain Donors is one that you would love if you haven't seen it. It's an old school. It's Pat Proft and Jim Abrahams who wrote it, and it's a old school uh, Three Stooges style gag movie okay. with John Turturro. It's so funny. You don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. Big he's Daddy, got some yep. stuff here. Oh, he he's yeah. He is the problem child. He was the '90s man. Benchwarmers too, which I actually like. Wow. Okay, yeah, the yeah. Duke. The Duke. He used to be an actor. He's an actor first and then turned director. And thank God he did because he gave us a... Did he do Chuck and Larry? Does it say Chuck and Larry on that list? I don't see that. Okay. I feel like he should have done Chuck and Larry. Oh, it did. I'm sorry. I now oh, pronounce okay. you Chuck nice. and Larry. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love Chuck and your, Larry. Your encyclopedic knowledge of directors is constantly leaves me speechless. Yeah. Well, I only know... Uh, Great comedies from the 90s and early 2000s. What else is there? That's what I say. That's what I say. I've always been told that my top 10 list is unacceptable. But, you know, I'm just a fan of uh, any ninja movie from the 90s or uh, any comedy. Basically yeah. anything uh, 80s, too. Anything that the Zecker Brothers or anything like that. Those are uh, the best movies ever made. Hands down. Top secret, wrongfully accused. Yep. Oh, wrongfully accused is so good. It doesn't get the love it deserves. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. They got a great train sequence in Wrongfully Accused. A yeah. great train sequence. We should ab- absolutely pay homage to that. In our, in in our, our reboot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, to finish the book here, the, yes. uh, they, they all, uh, the, the detective, uh, Fenton, and the two. Secret Service uh, men go in the front door, and Frank tells them it's the room at the top of the stairs. And at that moment, the door of the workroom opened, and they could see a man run out onto the landing. Who's there? Called out a startled voice. It was Markle. He was clearly silhouetted in the light from the workroom. The police, answered Mr. Hardy. Put up your hands. We have you covered. To which I thought this would have been a great opportunity for Frank to yell, like, it's the cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to kick the pail. (laughs) It's the cat. Caillou. Caillou. (laughs) So this is my my favorite line in this whole book was, so we have you covered. In reply, Markle flung himself flat on the floor, which is awesome. It's just, if someone says we have you covered and you just like belly flop, I don't get it. (laughs) Just face it's not plant. like he was doing it to like cover himself up. I don't know what he was doing in I'll this moment. I'll tell you moment. what he was doing because I read it and paused there and I was like, yeah, did he surrender? Did he give up that, that fast? Yeah. However, uh, the sentence goes on. Markle flung himself flat on the floor. There was a streak of crimson and a revolver shot roared out. So he dove to shoot. Yeah, which is popped awesome. Popped out a gun. And then this is my absolute favorite part of this book and how they can't do this, I guess, anymore in the rewrites for whatever reason. 
Yeah. But Mr. Hardy and the Secret Service men had their weapons ready, and they replied with a fusillade of shots. Which I guess fusillade means a plethora. I'm guessing from the context clues that they just open fire. <laughs> just one shot from a revolver. <laughs> just Swiss cheese that door. Yeah. You and cut I to imagine... the Italian cat yeah. too, and he's got Tommy guns. <laughs> <laughs> just the door. Like, I want 45 seconds of unbroken gunshots just turning the door into sawdust, just chipping yeah. away at everything around. Then this t- Gary. Gary. Uh, so finally, the light in the room at the head of the landing had gone out. And with a bound, Mr. Hardy reached the stairs, which I thought is also bold. Because one shot from the revolver came out. Yeah. They fire back a whole bunch. And then he just runs up the stairs. And I'm like, that's how you get shot with the second shot of that revolver, man. Yeah. He didn't put one bullet in it. Yeah, I well, know what maybe. you're thinking. Did I fire one shot <laughs> or six? <laughs> it was one. <laughs> so uh, turns out the uh, the counterfeiters jump out the window and are caught by the three police officers waiting outside. The end. Yep, they've got all the bills. They've got all the evidence they need, and. Uh, the, the machinery, top-notch machinery. It turns out Markle was a good photo engraver. Yeah. And he had furnished the engravings that enabled them to make such an excellent imitation of United States currency. Good for you, Markle. Way to use your art for crime. Um, so they used the, the address that Frank shared with him to arrest Burris the next day. They, they sent a note to New York. Burris got arrested. And then Burris yes. had a notebook with all the distributors and they all got arrested too. So everything got sewn up because and these guys were mean to Frank and Joe after they saved the life of, uh, oh, of I was going to say his illegitimate son, but we get yep. some closure on Lester. We finally find out about Lester. Uh, turns out Lester was uh, not actually the nephew of Uncle Doc. Uncle Doc is not his uncle. Um, he had adopted him um, from the orphanage. Yeah, he offered from the to, surfer's orphanage. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, not the boy's uncle at all, but a rascally imposter who had made claim for the lad at an orphan asylum, and who had planned to bring him up in a life of crime. It's awesome. Yeah, so that's awesome. Lester's soul that is story. spared. Yeah, this is a whole spinoff series. Yeah, take me there. Lester, played by Idris Elba. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a grown-up Lester. Yeah, but they just do the... Uh, what was the Wayne's Brothers movie? The Little Man. They do the Little Man thing where they put uh, Elba's face on a child's body. <laughs> be awesome. But he goes all method acting with it anyway. <laughs> it's all mocap. Yeah, and he's channeling his character from The Wire. This is good. This is real good. This is good. <laughs> ideas on ideas. We're doing it, Peter. So the boys are given one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars? That's enough money to buy gas for the motorboat for a couple of years, says Chet. Which I'm thinking, first of all, you boys just got a thousand dollars, and you know people who are hurt by this counterfeit ring, like who was it? Was Frank's gal 
whose aunt, right? She lost. Yeah, was it Polly. Like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, Kali's cousin Polly. Yeah, you couldn't give her cousin a hundred dollars. You couldn't each say we'll give fifty each to help this poor woman who's losing her shop. Yeah, no, or at least Terrible. been like, hey, let's buy a bunch of makeup. Yeah, let's help her with her store. Let's do something. Let's get into makeup tutorials on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, and they would do a great job of it. You know they would. Um, that $1,000 in 1927 is the equivalent Good of $14,500 And you're going to uh, use it to buy gas for a motorboat for a couple of years. You're going to spend $14,000 on gas? Yeah, and especially I feel like gas was way cheaper back then. When I was yeah, it was essentially free. Eighty cents. Yep. Alas, different times. Different times, sir. Different times. They decide to get uh, ice cream before (laughs) they have a motorboat race. Yeah. And uh, Frank says, as he hands the check over to the cashier, I guess $10 will cover the ice cream, and we can buy gas money with, uh, with the money that's left over. Dude, with the, what, over $14,000 that's left over? Yeah. To, the, to which the teller says, and you want to deposit $990? Yes. And here's, here's the last page. You can have it, man. The cashier handed over two $5 bills. Chet Morton seized one, bit it, gazed reflectively at the ceiling for a moment, then gave it back to Frank. I guess it's good, he said. There's so much counterfeit money going around these days that one one can't be too careful. <laughs> and then cue the they police squad freeze frame. Which when he took the bite of the dollar bill or the five dollar bill, I feel like everyone was like, Chet, it's not a chocolate dollar, Tubby. <laughs> like you don't eat this one. Chet, statistically speaking, there's cocaine on that. Oh, yeah. It's the best thing about $20 bills, man. Chet's getting a gummer right before the boat race. <laughs> he, just, he rolls up the, the bell. And yeah, he just rolling on his teeth. <laughs> Let's go, guys. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's buy some gas so I can sniff it. Man, when you and I do imitations of people on drugs, it's just extra funny because we don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just what I know from movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which are historically known for being 100% accurate with everything they do. Yeah. They never take creative freedom. That, did, that's a fact. Did you see the documentary Half-Baked? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Crazy that's what, story. That's where I learned Crazy a lot about marijuana. Story. Yeah. I learned a lot about uh, bodegas. I learned a lot about police horse diets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't feed the buttered stuff. Buttercup. Buttercream. I learned a lot about prison in that movie, too. She was a diabetic. (laughs) I didn't know. Oh, poor Kenny, the school teacher. Uh, Who didn't want to hurt anything. And he uh, he accidentally had buttered stuff's life on his hands. And unfortunately goes to jail. But there he meets the Squirrel Master. And uh, Squirrel Master protects him from Nasty Nate. So if you ever go to jail, you have to find yourself a Squirrel Master. And that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. David, oh, it... Also, there was the, the... Sorry to interrupt you, but Lester is also part of the gang now. He uh, forcefully asked to be a part, and uh, they're like, sure, you're one of the gang now. And will you take me when you go detecting? Would we go what? exclaimed Joe. 
when you go when you go detecting the boys laughed oh you mean when we're trying to be detectives we'll see lester yeah that's not that far off no not at all like i, I don't know why they would do that like wait what do you mean when you go detectiving because I, I believe it's detectiving is how it's is written it detectiving how oh, yeah you're how right. could they pause so hard on like what do you mean, detectiving? Oh, oh, you, you mean, mean when we were trying to be detectives? detectives. Like, yeah, obviously that's what he meant. He I'm said, "I'm sorry, detective. he doesn't have your Bayport High education. He didn't go yeah. to school. He's been raised in a mill race." Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, you might know more words than him, but you try counterfeiting money. This man's got the street smarts. Yeah, plus he's concussed every day from Uncle Doc. <laughs> Leave this kid alone. As he's hemorrhaging from the ears. I, I am interested on that note. The the one last thing I wanted to say was they say, he's like, hey, can I hang out with you guys? And they're like, yeah, you're one of the gang now. Yeah. Hence my name here on screen is Lester is part of the gang. And I I wonder if in the next books, because Lester does not exist in, in the rewrites. So yeah. the next book is The Missing Chums. Right. Is Lester, is Lester one chum. of them? And in, in, when we read the original of The Missing Chums, will they include Lester? Like, does Lester actually get included now with Preto and, and Phil and the rest of them? Or, or is that be? just confined to this book? And Could be Blake. Could be Ken Blake. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll find out. I have a feeling the rewrites don't add anyone else, but the originals have the potential to include Lester moving forward. Yeah. I think that's fair. David, Sean. it has been a long journey. Oh, yeah. We've been through a lot for this book. This book this has been has, a wild season. This book has dealt with a pandemic and isolation and a total refabrication of how we record these podcasts and how yeah. we communicate. It seems like a lifetime ago that we started this book. The world was just a different place. Yeah. And... I'm nostalgic. I feel like we grew up a lot. We did during, we during season three. We're, we're on the promise episode, like we said. We, we were going to explore ourselves. And in this book, we really did. We saw uh, how strong we were and how we could proceed doing the podcast through all of this. We persevered with the American we spirit. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm proud of us. I am too, Sean. God bless us and God bless America. Um, if you are a, a listener, thank you for, for coming through this journey with us. Um, we're excited to start book four. Oh, yeah. Get back to an original. Yeah. But if you happen to be somebody who has any influence with awards and you want to like Ooh. sort of help us get an award, we would like to be an award-winning podcast. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or um, if you could counterfeit an award. Ooh. Anyone with good Photoshop skills. We just need it to look like we have awards. Yeah. I, wanna, Perhaps, I would like to uh, say award-winning podcasters or, you know, Sean and David, hosts of the award-winning podcast, Hardy ooh. and Sons. I did win an award in third grade. What Can award? Can we use that? Uh, I think I was like the student of the month. It I counts. feel it. I it was counts. thinking about this the other day for my personal, uh, like my, my, my professional career of saying, am I an award-winning videographer, an award-winning video producer. And I did my senior year, to bring this back to the very beginning of the oh, episode. Oh, yeah. As a saxophone player, I won the Louis Armstrong Jazz Award. Ooh, that's awesome. And so I am an award winner. Yeah. 
and I am a video producer. Yeah. So I'm an award-winning video producer. Yeah, that's fair. That checks What award did you win? Well, I won the Louis Armstrong Jazz Award in 2003. Thank you. Yeah. I've got participation awards. Yeah, I went to field day. Thank you. I was at a bowling club. I'll have you know. I have a Garfield patch. So, <laughs> so if you have any influence uh, with awards, we would love to to be considered. Yeah. It means yeah. a lot to us. If you are listening to this before September 14th, we encourage you to join us for the live show, September 14th, live at 8 p.m. Central on my YouTube channel. We'll put the links in different oh, yeah. places. Links are on Reddit. Maybe uh, Keith will put one on Instagram. Yeah. Hopefully it's not hard to find. Uh, and if you're listening to this after that, we encourage you to go watch the live show. It's still at the same link, but you can it's watch the replay amazing. of it. It's, it's a great show lined up. It's unbelievable. We've got some serious talent, some serious variety. I'm very excited. Oh, same. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for another season. Thanks for three seasons. And three what, seasons and Almost two years of the Hardy and Sons. Yeah podcast this has been the absolute honor of a lifetime yeah i'm happy that we are the two people that will be the most knowledgeable of the hardy boys and we are going to give you so much more oh yeah more to come when we get to book four nice nice you know we're gonna learn a lot of hardy boys lore uh as markle throws himself on the floor Perhaps hits a door. And you'll hear the cat roar. But it won't be a snore. It won't feel like a chore. And the door... When we get to book four... (laughs)